You heard them on Culture Academy Podcast. You heard them on. You saw them on their Culture Academy Instagram. You thought they were gone. Little did you know. No jumper. Joe Budden Podcast. Brilliant idiots. Motherfucker, we are back. back. Officially, the Culture Academy motherfucking podcast. You got to sound, you got to make it sound tough. You got to hit it with a few motherfuckers, you know? You know? No, you you, you ain't feeling me on that one? You know, Nah, man, I love the intro, man. (laughs) It feels good to be back. The hiatus is over. And with that being said, man, I'm not even going to bullshit around. (laughs) Class is in session, man. We got a lot to talk about. That is right. Speaking of that, man, it's like I said, bro, you, you got to throw the word. The, mother, the word motherfucker is adobo of words. Yo, whenever you say motherfucker, man, it always just enhances whatever you talk about. Yeah, make, you make can throw it on always... anything. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, yo, this motherfucking steak is delicious. <laughs> you know? Yo, it's the adobo of words. It's, it's what we call it. Oh, my God. I love that. The adobo of words. And I can say that because I'm half, uh, I'm half Spanish now by marriage. <laughs> so uh, it's definitely a fourth multiplier, man. But but it feels good to be back. Yeah, That's definitely. Session, man. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Nah, we definitely do got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's get the somber news out the way. First of all, rest in peace to Juice World. <clears throat> rest up. You know, rest rest in peace. Um, he was probably one of those young young younger rappers that, you know, actually he's he was a little bit different than some of the other ones. Like to right. me, he he came he came across as more like rap but also a little bit of a rock vibe to some right. of the stuff that he does um so yeah man rest in peace to him the the according to what the news report says and i wanted to talk to you about this about the drug culture and hip-hop let's get into it that's a serious conversation to get into but first of all the for according to what the report says and these are the initial reports and i'm gonna go ahead and just say take it with a grain of salt because normally they they dog somebody first and then they come out with the actual report that probably doesn't have anything anything bad to say right. nobody ever remembers that you only remember the bad report correct but according to what the report says is that he had, what, 70 pounds of uh, weed? Of cannabis, uh, marijuana, yeah. The devil's grass. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> 70 pounds of marijuana, and he had pills on the plane, which, according to what they said, the the captain, the pilot was snitching on him, called the cops, so there was the cops waiting for them when they were going back to wherever they were going to, so he ended up deciding to swallow all of the pills, which, according to the initial report, again, was Percocet. And he passed away from having a seizure in the airport. Yeah, another um, another tale that's obviously become too uh, too frequent in the community, especially in these uh, past couple years with losing different different guys like the likes of uh, Mac Miller, who also passed here recently to uh, drug abuse. Um, I think we lost him last year. Um, little Zan, was that was that what was that was that the other one? Little Zan, I believe, Little Peep, Little Peep, Little Peep, uh, a few other ones who've done passed away throughout the years. Um, due to these prescription drugs, there's nothing to play with, and it's getting to a point to where now we can almost say it's an epidemic in the culture. Um, it needs to stop being glorified in the culture. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, it, it's it's twofold. One, you definitely one, you definitely it's being glorified way too much, and music has a huge influence on not just young people, but on people as a whole. Music influences all of us from right. the young all the way up to the old. 
But what's really been irking me here recently is that people are um are basically saying that I don't know if doing drugs is necessarily part of hip hop culture. Not prescription drugs. Only prescription drugs that I ever known to really be part of the culture. And when I say part of the culture, it really is from one from one section of of the culture and from the country, and that's lean. And I understand right. that with the lean, which is still a uh, opioid, it's just liquid heroin. But that's been part of the culture for a long time. But I don't really remember when popping pills became part of the culture. Maybe that was part of the. I think Future and Little Wayne really helped kind of usher that um, usher that movement in. Yeah, because I, I remember hearing it. The only time I remember hearing about pills in hip hop culture was Eminem. I think Eminem really came Eminem out. Eminem mushroomed in also. Yeah, he yeah. was it mush, uh, he was all that stuff, mushroom acid pills. Like he was probably the only person. So it definitely is something new. But I think to your point, like Future, Little Wayne, and now it's to a point where it's not even hidden anymore. It's right. more like you're rapping about it, and these kids are dancing along, popping pills. Because with me and you, and, and I appreciate you mentioning M, because M really came in at a point in time. Where it was really kind of taboo to do to pop pills and things of that sort. That was oh, really yeah. more so left to our uh, our rock star counterparts on the other side, the rock bands and things of that sort. Uh, was really popping pills and doing the acid heavy. I remember uh, D12 had the hit record uh, "Purple Pills," mm-hmm. um, but it really wasn't until, for at least my generation, when I was coming up in high school and college, uh, it was really Wayne. And future that really brought the pills to the forefront. And what's also sad, I was reading a report earlier that said the first time that Juice met Future, the first thing he said to him was, I want to thank you for introducing me to Lean. And again, for how's that of, something to thank somebody over? Like, right. Like, for those what? of you who don't know, um, who hear about the lean or the purple drink or what have you, or the Easter or the Easter pink sprite, uh, it's nothing more than liquid heroin. And for me being from Baltimore, Maryland, um, that's the black tar capital of the United States right now. Heroin is nothing to play with. And um, we definitely need to stop the glorification of, uh, of the drug use in the culture. At some point, we used to, you used to be the drug dealer to make money. Mm-hmm. But we never glorified the drug user. And that's the day and age that we're in now where a lot of people are glorifying the drug user. Yeah. And, and it kind of needs to stop. And I think that's what I probably had the biggest issue with because... You have somebody like Future who does songs like Molly Perkins said, everybody dancing, like, oh, you hear that beat? That shit's Hit record. Dope. You hear the flutes. Right, you um, hear the flutes. You hear the flutes. They don't even care about what he's saying. But just to your point, I think the biggest thing with the, um, you know, just like you said, as far as the glorifying the, the usage, I think the problem, to your point, now, I don't think it's anything that's going to stop anytime soon. Like, so, you don't, to me, so you don't think the tri- you don't think they're going to slow down the drug use train? No, because they keep holding the wrong people accountable. When Mac Miller got arrested, they arrested his drug dealer. Like, how are you going to arrest his drug dealer when he's the one who willingly purchased the drug? I like, agree with that 100%. That, and, and the reason I bring this up is because I feel like the problem with the drug use in the culture now is back then, so rappers would tell you. So you started like, what, the 70s and 80s where all rap, crack is whack and all right, those raps. Right, right, right. Then you move to the point where you're rapping like a drug dealer, like drug dealer rap was popping in the 90s, early 2000s. But the difference in drug dealer rap is anybody cannot be a drug dealer. Right. But you can be a drug user. Correct. Easily. Correct. There's rules and regulations in the drug game as far as you selling it. But there's not really too many rules and regulations as far as you using it. Um, Now, I definitely know that there's rules and regulations as far as using codeine and certain things you don't want to do. But that's just because that's a whole culture from that section of uh, 
of the country, and primarily I'm talking about Texas, Houston. Right. Um, it's real big in Atlanta now. But um, I'm just still a little confused because the initial reports are saying that he consumed all these, uh, the drug, the drug that they're saying it was Percocets. I'm just confused as to why you thought that that would be a viable way to avoid getting hemmed up by the law. Do you think that was that's a true report? Let's start there. Because uh, to me, it seems like it'd be much easier just to flush it down the toilet. Uh, to me, it would seem like it would be, definitely would be a much easier to flush it down the toilet. Or even if maybe if that wasn't a viable option, it seems as though to me he wasn't on the plane by himself. And he's the golden goose, right? He's the guy making all the money uh, for the team, for his family, for the label, et cetera, et cetera. Um, why wouldn't we at least, at minimum, divvy up the pills? I don't understand why he had yeah. to take them all by himself. That's a good point because you get a lesser charge if you have less on you. So, But now the 70 pounds of grass, <laughs> you guys were screwed on that anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think you can smoke 70 pounds of grass. And, and, you're not, and I'm Scott Hyrie. I smoke. And I don't think he's smoking 70 pounds of grass. Now, do you think that he did this thinking he was going to get away with it? Or do you think he did this thinking like, fuck it, I'm going to go to jail for a long time. Let me commit suicide. Well, the well, from what the reports are saying was that he downed these pills and then um, he was seizing. They were able to resuscitate him. But then he ultimately still but then he ultimately still died. Yeah. So but I don't know. But, you know, when you're on those type of drugs, man. Um, you're not in your right state of mind. So how you would normally think and process things is not the same. But I just don't understand why that he would feel it was a viable option for him to down so many. But then again, in the day and age, in this Instagram and Twitter and Facebook world, Snapchat world, where you have rappers trying to gain clout, you know, up-and-coming rappers. I just saw a video the other day. I'm not going to mention the uh, artist's name because he ain't paying. <laughs> <laughs> But he took 10 pills on, on Instagram Live just trying to gain clout. But that's the culture and the era that we're in. We're in the clout chasing culture. So Well, here's why. Here's, let's kind of circle in, circling back. Here's why I don't think this epidemic is going to end anytime soon. Even with all the deaths, you think it's going to keep on I don't think it's going to And here's why. Because I feel like this is bigger than a hip-hop problem. This is okay. an America problem. Okay. Just as, you, you know, just as a country. And now we're in that culture where... Things like anxiety. Let's right. kind of circle it back. Everybody, anxiety is a hot topic. Everybody has anxiety. Absolutely. You've had anxiety for a long time. Nothing's different. Anxiety is as common as having asthma. Yes, sir. But because you know now anxiety of OCD issues, like these very common things that people have, doctors are willing to prescribe them so much medication mm -hmm. as just a pharmaceutical, like thinking big picture, mm -hmm. that I don't see it stopping because I feel like this is impacting the average person, not just a music per, uh, somebody in music. Because so you get in a car accident, they give you um, those pills, and then right. you start taking them. That's how addiction ends up happening. Right. And then if you got music to go along with it, you're not thinking nothing's wrong, and they're trying to get you addicted to this stuff. And yeah, I definitely agree with you on that point because um, big farmers, big money, man. Yeah, that's big, big, big time money. They're making money hand over fist with this. But because um, as much as people try to demonize hip hop culture, and uh, and and what in the music that we love, the music that we enjoy, but hip hop dictates a lot of things in this country, man. Oh like yeah, they especially really, now it's the biggest they, genre. It's the biggest genre. You know, shout out, you know, to Taylor Swift who won Artist of the Decade. That's great. She beat out Drake. 
fraudulently she shouldn't have beat him that out. That is some bullshit. She shouldn't have beat him out, <laughs> but um, I think it came down to the actual numbers because she she sold. She had the most. She had more number one hits in the past ten years than anybody else. But she can't even put out her own music. But we ain't gonna talk about that today. Um, but the country goes as hip hop goes. So does the country. Or so does the uh, U.S. And um, it's definitely putting a bad light on the hip hop community um, these past couple of years with so many deaths. But it's not just that, man. We can even take it back the past, the whole decade. How many, how many artists have we lost to some sort of uh, substance abuse? Yeah, man. I feel like the same, and I'm not getting too deep because we're gonna get down a rabbit hole with this comparison. But I'll just say it. This it's the same thing that we're looking at in other areas. So they're looking at. You know, when Mac Miller died, they they arrested the drug dealer versus right. talking about the actual drug problem. It's, right. the, it's the same with everything in the United States, in my opinion. It's like you focus on one thing rather than the bigger problem. Like, you know, as bad as it sounds, making this comparison, and I'm not saying that you are similar, but look at something along the lines of like any single time there's some type of shooting, they focus on the wrong issues versus the real. They focus on the gun instead of the shooter. Right. They focus on the gun instead of the shooter and right. focus on the mental health aspect of right. it. And the like, I think it all boils down to the same thing. I don't think that. Now, granted, when this whole Juice World death happening, there's a lot of rappers that are coming out there talking about their drug use. So Meek Mill came out and talked about all of the uh, pills that he was popping. Right. Um, Fat Joe came in an interview, was talking about crack use. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of artists that are actually talking about the uses, but just talking about it doesn't do enough because the only thing these young kids are hearing is, hey, people are doing drugs and that don't matter to them. They're, they're not, even though they're seeing what's happening with it, somewhere in their mind is always going to be, it's not going to happen to me. Right. Every, exactly. And I'm glad that you said that. Um, so really more so what you need is instead of just talking about, excuse me, instead of talking about your particular drug use, we just try to figure out a, a solution to the problem. And especially if you're some of these big time artists, you mentioned Meek, you mentioned Joe. Uh, I remember even hearing an article where Future, who was the drug using king, openly admitted in an interview that he doesn't even use the drugs that he talks about. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I woke up in my new, was it? Woke up in the new Bugatti. It was Bugatti. Ace Hood who said he woke up in a new Bugatti and on the Breakfast Club they asked him, did he have one? He said he never owned one. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> but he said it was a number one record. He said it was a mindset. I and, guess I can understand that. And Future's been, and, and you know what? That's even a good example. Future's been talking about not just drug use, but also been talking about stuff. Like he's been telling himself that he's going to, telling us that he's going to kill us in every single song the last few years and all we've been doing is dancing to it. Like nobody really cares about what the deeper issues are. So, no, honestly, I just don't see it happening. I don't see anything changing after Juice World's death. Now, I wish it would change, obviously, because, you know, and I can't relate to this culture. We were just talking about this um, off mic, but just... When you say you can't relate, elaborate a little bit. What do you mean? The music now, I definitely am to get off my long guy. It's 28 years old. Oh, oh, 1,000 oh, Okay, you're that guy. Get I'm off my get off my long guy. guy. You're, you're, you're Stanley. Yeah, you got I got you. You're Stanley. And for those of you who are you too young to understand, that's a Friday reference. Go I'm, watch the movie. I'm definitely 1,000%. Because here's, here's the reason why. is because the stuff that they talk about, I just can't relate to it. Like, I'm not doing pills. I'm not trying to do pills. It has never once crossed my mind to do pills growing up. Like, the one, because I came from a different area you know what i mean like i came from detroit michigan you came from baltimore maryland the things that we saw were not pills that was more middle class culture the stuff that we saw was things like you know crack we couldn't afford the pills the pill game was a little too crazy for us yeah so the the stuff that we saw was like crack and stuff like that heroin like just normal stuff and you never normal stuff (laughs) you never you never thought about doing that so these kids they have so much access to it i mean and it's so easy to sneak around like it's not like it's no longer a uh 
it's no longer a um how would we say it it's no longer a uh a rich people drug now man these pills are now reaching every part of the country right all the way up to your prep schools all the way down to your most ghettoist schools in the hood right and i remember man i went to a club um in tampa and ebor and some dude was passing out sandwiches with ecstasy in it mm. craziest shit i've ever seen never even once i decided i didn't ever even thought about eating that when he tried to pass it out now mind you that sandwich looked delicious as hell and as a <laughs> as a fat boy i'm like oh you put a, mayo a on that sandwich? shit yeah, I thought it would be a good sandwich, but never once crossed my mind. So I just think these kids now, I think ultimately, here's where the boy, I'm not going to get too deep because we'll get down the rabbit hole. We got some other stuff to talk about. But I think that kids are so exposed to way too much now in this information age that anything that they can use to get away from the struggles of life, they're going to do it. I think that the information age. But for us, the struggles in life, I don't think the struggles are, are too different from generate they might be different struggles but it's all pretty much you might experience them in a different way but for us man you know you would just either crack open a bottle of some hennessy and hit a j it was never oh let me go home and down three four yeah percocets in addition to the alcohol in addition to the lean i just think that overall the glorification of drugs um in the hip-hop culture needs to stop yeah, that's true. But I also think that kids are experiencing things that we didn't do uh, experience growing There's up. It's a whole like, different age. Yeah, because the, back the then... social media age is, is something serious. Man. Right, because back then, I remember like was it, it was a big deal for you to get cell phones. Kids are getting cell phones now at the age of six, seven. They have Instagrams. They're seeking attention. They need that likes. They don't see likes. They feel a certain way about it. Like there's, They got so much going on this age that um, I think they have a different struggle. But the biggest thing for me... I'm hoping that this whole Juice World death ends up bringing people to do is stop doing these pills uh, and talk about the dangers of them. Like, I think we need an artist to come out, a big artist to come out and talk about that. Like, talk about the, the dangers of it. Because even in those days where rappers were rapping about crack, selling crack, selling drugs, you, you had the, the rapper. The yeah, you've had the rapper that talked about, like, look at what this did to my family. Right. Like, they talked about the struggle of it. And right. I don't think anybody's doing that. So I think, I hope that this death will... I, I bring people to do that. Bring like people that. to start talking about, like, hey, this is what I've awareness. seen happen. Raising more awareness, so kids will stop doing. It. You're not going to stop people from doing drugs 100, percent but at least it'll be less, less of a hot topic and less of something that happens all the time. Like that's the only thing I could hope out of this whole situation. To kind of put a whole uh, bow on the situation, I kind of like what you said there. Um, in our era, you had the, they told you the good and the bad of doing drugs, of selling drugs. You knew. What could happen? But I feel like nowadays they're just glorifying. Oh, I just pop, I just popped a pill. Oh, thank God for the pills. I'm like, nah, you're not really giving kids a full. Hip hop used to be where you used to go get your ghetto report, and it right. was the it was the hood news, the urban news, unfiltered, unadulterated. But now they're only giving you one side. They're not giving you the full picture, and that and the, and that's not the culture. The culture is giving you the full picture. 1000%. So just to wrap it up, rest in peace, Juice World. Rest in peace. Um, stop the drug goes usage. Out to the families. Definitely goes out to the family. He just had his uh, open casket funeral, private yeah. open casket funeral. So definitely rest in peace. Do you know peace. if he's having anything for like, so fans? Have you heard? I, I know that that was a private ceremony where they just yeah. had. I, you have to imagine they're going to do something. I'd imagine they're going to do something. I'd imagine they're going to do something. So we'll see what ends up happening. Definitely rest in peace to Juice World. Now, speaking of doing drugs, Nick Cannon thinks he wanted the Eminem beef. React. React. Oh, React. Man. I'm a gigolo. <laughs> Don't they ain't gigolo. That was my jam. Listen, before we figured out that R. Kelly was over here having sex slaves, oh, right, we knew right, that song was right, slapping, you know? Right. That was a good record. I can't even cap it. It was a good record. 
Um, to me, I just feel like it's a little. I feel like um, I'm gonna use the expression. Why are you beating a dead horse? Because in all honesty, for those of you um, who recall the original beef, I felt that Mariah Carey did a very good job defending herself. Yeah. She came out with the Why You So Obsessed With Me record. She had the video. She sang in the disc. She sang in the disc. It's like Jesse Smollett in Empire when he's singing in a rap battle. Exactly. Wow, this guy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, I feel as though for people to give you a little bit of background, I just don't understand why Nick Cannon felt the need to speak on it after so many years when you had the you didn't go to bat for your wife when it originally happened. That's how your wife ended up putting out the record. Mm-hmm. So now you coming out on your own podcast, um, not giving no names because he also not cutting a check neither. <laughs> but uh, y'all can probably find it on YouTube. I just don't understand what why he felt the need to say that he would physically beat up a man. You know, so many years later, when you didn't really have too much to say when it originally happened. So do you do feel I, people are missing that point now? I, I think so. I think now, again, because of the social media age and how fast things can become a forest fire, I think that, um, and the visibility of Nick. So he's definitely capitalizing on that because he's on TV with all the various shows that he has. He has the Wild and Out platform, which Mass is doing singer. very well. Yeah. Um, but do I think he got the dub? No, no, I don't think you got that <laughs> because you, you wasn't also feeling the blast squad. I wasn't feeling the blast squad. Shout out to my man Khan. Shout out to my man Hitman Holla, and um, shout out to my man Charlie Clips. You guys do your thing on the show, and you also do your thing um, in the battle rap world. But you, but you kind of let the guy. You kind of was manipulated and letting this guy who cuts your check. How how do you think that conversation went? It's either you get you, on this record or, or you're, you're fired. Be- <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's what I was thinking too. Either you get on this record or you're fired. Um, but see, that goes back to my point, and just everybody wants to see. I did a YouTube video on this, so I'll kind of talk video, about. By the way. I'll, I'll talk about some of the stuff. Follow Stupinions at a YouTube. But um, so here's here's what I thought with it. This that whole battle rap situation. It just reminded me that battle rappers cannot make records. No, very few, very like few. Sue Surf, Surf is, is a good. He's a good artist. He's really good he's artist. A good artist. Um, I like uh, my boy Goods. Definitely done good. Out he just how dropped to get the, the record. He's yeah, good. he's good. Yep. Um, but for the most part, battle rappers cannot make a record because honestly, all of those disses were really trash in my opinion. And no what? matter whose verse on it. Now, Conceited did have a few bars on his, I, but it's he did, but it still wasn't like I, good. I in could my ju- opinion. I could just tell from their bars that their heart really wasn't in it. That sounded like some shit that they was just sitting around in between takes of wilding out and kind of shot that shit. And also, what people fail to realize because again, um, us being students of the game. And um, not everybody is as nerdy as us when it comes to hip hop. Students, I saw what you did there. Hey, you can only get this content on the academy. I can't respect Nick Cannon because he stole Eminem's whole flow on Renegade, and he and he and he made it. it. And he made it sound horrible. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It was trash. How are you going to diss a guy and then try to use his flow, and you made the flow sound horrendous? Because that was a classic record that Eminem spit that flow on. For those of you who don't know. Again, go ahead and uh, you can do Google this as well. Uh, it was Jay-Z and Eminem, Renegade, which was a classic record on a classic album. And he butchered the hell out of the flow. <laughs> but yet people are telling me that, oh, he killed Eminem. But were we expecting Nick Cannon to give him those gigolo bars? I was expecting the gigolo bars. You were expecting the gigolo bars? I was expecting bars? the gigolo bars. <laughs> I was expecting to see a R. Kelly, maybe a R. Kelly cameo. Oh, wait. My man Kells is locked up, so he can't come out. But I just don't understand why he felt the need to say, I just don't feel why you felt the need to rehash something that was already old. And then why poke the bear? 
You know, he keeps doing it too. That's the funny thing. At some thing. point, M's going to be like, okay, you really want this now. Well, see, that's the funny thing. He keeps doing it because actually they came out with a um, report saying that he actually played his disc record 20 times in a row into the Wild and Out crowd uh, recently, like a few days ago. During a recording. During a recording. So they were recording Wild and Out in between it. He took over the DJ booth and played his record 20 times in a row. Now, first of all, I don't give a damn if I pay for those tickets. You I play that no record 20, 20 times, times in a row. row. I'm walking the fuck out. I don't know what you're talking about. You I don't care how much I pay for that. Yeah, you think I'm staying here? As soon as, they, <laughs> soon as he plays it the second time, I'm like, yo, you ready to grab your stuff? We got to get out of here, much less 20 times in a row. Um, what do you feel about all these other people? Like, for example, Jordan Lucas talking about that he's going to get Kendrick and all the Royce of Fana, I was a little confused about that. So, school me to that. So, he was saying he's going to get all these guys to in, in aid of Cannon to help Nick Cannon? To go against Nick Cannon, to diss yeah, yeah. Nick Cannon. Okay, so, I'll, yeah, pull it up for us. Yeah, so I got. I actually have the, uh, the official tweet here. So, basically, what Jordan Lucas said was... Okay. You better stop rap jumping on Marshall before me, 50, Royce, Crooked Eye, Lloyd Banks. Where did he come from? Banks Jay is retired. Cole, Kendrick, Logic, Tech 9. Where oh did he God. come from? Big Sean and King Lowe's get busy on your ass. That almost, in my opinion, being a hip hop, being a hip hop junkie, that almost works against him because he don't need all of that. Yeah, he don't need all of that at all. I and definitely like Fifty being on there because him and Fifty done been through some shit. Yeah. Can, can, can we can, let's back up a little bit? <laughs> because the record that because the record that M dissed Cannon on is a Fat Joe record. Yep. Didn't M and Fifty have beef with Fat Joe? Fifty. Oh, did. was that just Fifty? That was Fifty M and G. Yeah, yeah. M stayed out of it, so that was more so, Fifty. I was a little G. confused when I saw them two on the record together because Eminem. Kills anybody in his camp who does records with people that he used to beef with. You're probably thinking about that because uh, Fat Joe came out with that record with Ja Rule and Jadakiss, uh, New York. Okay, yeah. So, you know, Eminem's famous beef with Ja, uh, 50 and M. So, jumped on Ja. So, so, maybe so, it was maybe more so Ja and that Fat Joe. Yeah, more so Ja, not Fat. And Fat Joe's just loving this shit. He's bringing attention to his album, so I know he's happy. Shout out to Joey Crack. But Jordan Lucas, man, talking about he's bringing all these people, and that's why I say. Is he even once relevant again, in the game now? Jordan Lucas? Yeah. He is. Okay. He is. His last few things have been trash, man. He needs to put out another. I'm not racist, or maybe I am racist, or something. It's tough out there in these streets. And that's my. And I'm not getting. I'm not going to get too crazy with this, but see, that's my thing. Is Joyner Lucas has him had because has him. It's only one rebuttal for it's. Cannon said what he said on the podcast. Em and Joe dropped the record, and then can and then Cannon had a rebuttal. Did M, Eminem did not react? He he said. Do you think two he's tweets. cooking up? I don't. What were the so. tweets? Uh, his tweets was basically. So in one of the disses, the first one, Nick Cannon said that he had video of Eminem sucking dick and produced the video from his chauffeur. Produced the video from his chauffeur, and that he fired his chauffeur. So M reacted to that, and he said, "I don't even have a chauffeur. You better stop Nicholas before you know my gardener get jealous or some shit like that." I think that was exactly- <laughs> so that was the last classic Marshall yeah, fashion. That that was the last tweet we heard. He hasn't even gotten involved since then. But all these other people want to get involved. They're, this is what I'm telling you, man. Just to rehash something, man. Nick Cannon is Thanos, bro. That's it. It's over. Nick Cannon is Thanos because at the end of the day, they're trying to collect the Raps Avengers to go against Nick Cannon. Like, have you ever thought about somebody would go? Why is Nick, Nick Cannon, Cannon even rapping, much less being involved in the beef? And he dropped two records, said, I win, playing his stuff 20. I wonder why Nick Cannon is doing all of this, to be Do honest. Do you think Eminem makes a cameo on Wild Out? No. So you don't think that's what this is about? No, I don't see it happening. I Do you feel that's going to happen that way? I don't think it's going to happen because no way Eminem's not going to be in an environment that he doesn't control. But 
to me, if you're talking about bar for bar, I just think Marshall's really just more so playing with them, man. I don't think he he's is. even taking it serious. He is, but here's the thing: I feel like because he can, because because he can go to a very dark place, man. No, he definitely can. I feel like lyrically, he can't handle that. I feel like the Nick Cannon. The only way that he can make this stuff work if Eminem comes back is if he gets the entire battle rap on Eminem, because battle rap still has a beef with Eminem because of the whole. Uh, Joe Budden Hollow the Dawn battle about that how fiasco. shady used battle rappers yep. is, and what that was a whole part of Hollow's first verse in that. Shout out to LL. Um, so I feel like in that situation, like maybe in that case, he'll have more battle rappers coming out and maybe people are actually reputable on the mic. And it, it, ultimately, they're not going to win. It's just going to look bad for both of them. I, I don't understand what the play is here. Do you think Marshall responds? Do you think he just leaves it where it is? I think he leaves it where it is. Because I think the more he entertains it, the worse he looks. Yeah, and I feel like with everybody making a joke of Nick Cannon at this point, and he's really the only one who thinks he won. Everybody's, <laughs> he just, everybody's just making a joke of it. Like, it's a hilarious trending topic. I feel like it's just going to sizzle out, and then that's it. I think at the end of the day, it's all what, you know, they always say all publicity is good publicity. So um, I was entertained by it, but I don't think Marshall really, I don't think he's taking it serious at all. Listen, man. Nick, Nick Cannon, Cannon don't, they don't want it with Marshall. Come Nick on, man, Cannon, Nick Thanos, Nick Thanos is out here name. with the you gigolo gauntlet. You know, he with got the gigolo, he got the gigolo scones. It. He got the gigolo <laughs> stones. He's ready to go. You know, Nick Cannon is ready for anything. And it's funny because I don't know who's checking for new Nick Cannon music. So he's taking, he's taking this opportunity. Just he dropped two records. Continue to producing shows. We love your TV shows. You know what this really looks like to me? It looks like when Joe Budden dissed Drake and he just kept dropping records and Drake never responded to it. Right. Exactly. It feels exactly that. like that. Like you drop two records, Eminem's not going to respond. It wouldn't surprise me if Nick Cannon drops a third record just to try to keep it and going. And now it looks like you're reaching. And he definitely is reaching because he there's no point in responding. Like the disses were trash. Like they were not good at all. So I just feel. I feel bad for I the battle rappers. All, I honestly felt that both rap that both records was was kind of was underwhelming. They were underwhelming, and my problem is with that record too. Is Fat Joe? Why you cleared that, Joe? Fat Joe should have told him to redo the verse. I mean, you know why? It's, it's a good it's good <laughs> it's for controversy, publicity. Right? <laughs> um, but here's my thing: Fat Joe got Mary J. Blige and Eminem on record, which we never heard. It could have been something historic. And this is what Eminem chooses to do with it. We could have had something historic. Yeah, it just kind of ruined it, in my opinion. Um, and I think that I just I don't know, man. I just feel like Eminem, he's not going to respond. And, and to be honest, he really up should. For Detroit, man. So in your so so in your in your estimation, if you had to give the nod to somebody in this battle of the pettiness, Eminem, I agree, Eminem. But this goes back to my problem with Eminem. And anytime I've talked about you got to go get three, four other guys, you're in trouble. Yeah, and this goes. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to my problem with Eminem, and I talked about this, is he needs to stop entertaining these whack rappers because there's a lot of reputable people who's called him out before, never said a word. Name a few. J. Cole, Firing Squad. Well, J. Cole called out everybody on that record. Yeah, but if you... And nobody responded. And nobody responded. I think nobody responded. But if you're, if you're Eminem in that situation, you got somebody who's coming up like, you and you're supposed to. to be a battle person, you got to respond. Because he, he responds to less. Like, his biggest, rec- his biggest beefs were... Ja Rule, which doesn't count because 50 was just burying 50 his just ass. murdered so 50 him. murders that. Benzino. Murder. And Benzino's garbage. Nick Cannon. Um, I think the only good person. Did that he have a beef with Royce or was that D12 as a well? whole? That was D12, not so much. D12. Him. He beefed loosely, but he was too he he respected Royce too much to go at him. So he dropped hey. like a little hit but never mm-hmm. really came back at him mgk showed a, he had a good showing of himself yeah mgk he battled cannabis which you know that's probably the most reputable one you right. got 
Um, as far as bar for bar, yeah. Now, did you think MGK won? Oh, man. That's no. a good pause. You didn't it, think so? I think, because we're both uh, boxing and MMA fans, it was a 10-9 round. We'll give it to M because he's a champ. You always got to give the champ the benefit of the doubt. It was a 10-9 round. But... Uh, what do you feel about MGK getting pissed off that Adam 22 says that M won and punching microphones and shit? That lets you know that M won. Why are you punching the microphone? <laughs> if I got the dub, what I have to react like that for? Man, your beard is weird. <laughs> your beard is weird. I don't remember one line from that record, but that's <laughs> the one I remember. Your beard what, is weird. What I really remember from that battle was really MJ was uh, MGK's interview on The Breakfast Club. He, he kind of, I think he did better on the interview than he did on the record. But um, MGK, you got to pay homage, man, because if it was no M, it would be no MGK, man, you know? That is true. But I do think that M runs from a lot of famous battles. Like, even another example is uh, Jay. Jay has been tossing jabs. They've been tossing jabs at each other for years. And Eminem. Z? Yes, Jay-Z. Really? They've tossed loose uh, battle bars at each other every now and then, and none of them have really responded. M hasn't really responded, like, in an actual record. Because, see, the only... yeah, because Jay Z's another animal too. You gotta watch. You, you gotta watch Hove. Hove will hit you with some real deep shit, and you don't even know that he done dissed your ass until everybody done told you. He'll get on the track with you and diss your ass. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, I don't know, man. I just think that Nick Cannon, man, there's levels to this rap shit, and and on Eminem's worst day, you're not even close. And the fact that you had to go get your Wild Now Squad. Come on, man. Eminem only, he was featured on a record. So that means that he had very, very minimal opportunity to really get off. You went and did a whole song. Yeah, it wasn't like Fat Joe let off some battle bars against nope. Nick Cannon. So Nick Thanos, nobody. But in the culture, here at the Culture Academy, I always love a good battle. We always love when it gets competitive in the booth. I'll give both of those motherfuckers detention for this shit. Yeah, they both. Yeah, it's they the biggest both. waste of my time. They're both done. Matter of fact, that you, we gonna make both of y'all the dunce of the week, <laughs> right? I don't. I just don't. It's the biggest waste of my time. And in the 2019, you would not tell me we still be talking about Nick Cannon versus Eminem, and it's be a hot topic. Like people talking about it. Everybody wants to get other people involved with it's, it. Joiner Lucas wants to get other people involved goes, with it. It goes back to the clout chasing, man. Everybody, George, he ain't got nothing to even do with the bracket. No. So and how even, are you just going to put yourself and then not only that, try to come up with a hit squad? <laughs> yeah. And even and even other people, like, for example, uh, they did an interview. Uh, Griselda uh, Benny did an right. interview with uh, Swade saying that he won't get involved. But if Eminem wanted to reach out to him, it would be hard not to jump on a record against Nick wow. Cannon. Wow. wouldn't do that. He got You're going to bring out Griselda for Nick Cannon? You know what else was crazy? Well, um, was that Jadakiss, who, and he has a very good, shout out to D-Block, Jadakiss. The locks and uh, Styles P. Uh, he even said that for the right price, shit, I would diss Eminem. If you pay me, I would go with him. Now, that would be more of a battle that would definitely more so tickle my fancy. Who do you think will win? Whew, ah, shit. That might be a, shit, it might be a, damn, I don't know, man. Because Jadakiss, people sleep on Jadakiss, man. Jadakiss might be in my top five that are alive. Um, who do I think would win if you made yeah. if, if you held, it, if you held my feet to the fire and say if we had three rounds who would win? Given that Jada Kiss is still in tune with today's culture versus them, I would probably give Jada the nod today. Really, I feel like I would go the opposite way. Yeah, and I'll tell you why because it depends on what Jada Kiss we get. Because Jada Kiss versus Beans, I felt like Beans won that. 
But that doesn't mean that JD Kiss. No, no, no. It. He showed out. I know. She showed, yeah, he showed okay, out. Okay, okay. All right, all right. But all right. if it, he's so far removed from that type of thing, that, that was if, a 10-9 round. Because if Jada comes back with the shit that he spit against Fifty, it's a wrap. Yo, it's over. That was nasty. But here's my issue with it is, and this is my problem. I think Eminem is easily beatable. I think that's why, why he avoids so? top why tier so? rappers, and I'll tell you why. Because Eminem, have you ever heard of this record where Eminem actually dropped personal shit? It's normally just nope. goofy stuff. And to me, if you got somebody who's coming with the personals, you're going to win. That's just my opinion. I like that. Yeah. Per- case in point for everybody uh, who don't, who I know it seems, because things happen so fast in this industry and the days turn into months, turn into years, days, weeks, months, years. That's the reason, that's what gave Pusha the nod over Drake. Oh, yes. Was that he had the personals. Yes. Personals make all of the difference. And especially if you're the person to get the, if you if you go first and you get the personals off, I really don't care what you say next if it's not as intense. So that's kind of what helped Pusha beat Drake because he came out and just, bro, just had those real serious personals that the Drake only, the only time, handle. The only time I, I think that he wouldn't win, uh, the, the, I actually, no, off the top of my head, the only battle I think that somebody won um, without the personals, and it was very questionable, would be Jay Z versus Nas. A lot of people think Ether won. It was a lot of personals. Yeah, and, and both but, ways. But Ether didn't have as many personals as Takeover did. But I'll always. Or give, super ugly. I'll give Jay Z the <laughs> nod in that battle. And I know that Nas was going through a lot of personal things. His mom was sick at the time and everything. But you can't get dissed and then drop a diss record a year and a half later and think you won. Yeah. Are you talking about Jay? No, Jay did Takeover first. And then Nas didn't drop Ether until almost a year later. Yeah, but I think it was a different age. That's kind of like commonplace back then. But don't get it screwed up. That Ether would have killed. If it was anybody but Jay-Z, that would have killed them. Y'all rock hoes. Y'all rock fellas. Bro. (laughs) Niggas, I left condoms in your baby seat. (laughs) Yo, that's fucking (laughs) Christmas. They was getting at it. I ain't signing to you if you say you left condoms in my baby seat. I, I that's yeah. that's a topic for another day. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, you fucking crazy if that's just happening. But I just don't think Eminem has ever done that um, against anybody. He's never really spit personals against anybody. So I feel like, but the thing with M is he has such a fan base, and he's really like the biggest white rapper in the world. So do he automatically you, has those fans. Do you think that with when it comes to M, that I, how should I say this? I think that we all still have this Carefully. picture in our head <laughs> of him being Marshall. He's not Marshall, and he's anymore. not Mar. He hasn't been Marshall for a long time. Yeah. So that let that so that kind of speaks to the greatness of that time period, because those first two albums, man, the Slim Shady LP, and then when he dropped that Marshall Mathers, we was just like, yo, this is some next level shit. And he hasn't been that guy for a long time. He's gotten close with a couple records, but he hasn't been that guy for a long time. So maybe we're giving him too much um, uh, benefit of the doubt. But if you're looking at my scorecards, man, I got to give it to him. And, 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 you and, know, prop, and uh, to use uh, this man's words, Hitman Holla, landslide is what I would say. I would give it to him in a landslide. <laughs> I will say that um, M, and that's where when he came out with Kamikaze, which I think was a little overrated because I haven't gone back to that CD at all. But he had a record in there where he where he dropped that Joe Budden bar where he says, uh, tell Button to fasten it, the closest that he comes to having hits and smacking bitches. Woo! And... I actually agree with Joe. Joe has said if he, Joe Budden would rap, I think that Joe would eat him alive because of personals. Joe's the king he of personals him. in a battle. So yeah, Joe, and that's low hanging fruit. Like that's not even a really a good rap bar. It's just like you, you're shocked because it's like oh he's coming at somebody. Low key, 
a lot of rappers have come at Joe top tier. Like I remember what was it? Jay-Z blueprint three, where he says, uh, Tell the average Joes to button up. And it's like, yo, y'all been beefing. Y'all like, been using that line a lot, That was too. like six years ago. You still... So I think that... um, I think that M is, M is past his prime. To be honest, I wish he would retire because I'm not looking forward to an Eminem project anymore. The only Eminem project I'm looking forward to is Bad Meets Evil 2. And that's just because of Royce because Royce is on a different planet right now. Like, that's the only one I'm actually looking forward to. So I think that M... Um, I don't feel like he's he's battle ready. I don't feel like he's music ready at this point. So I feel I agree with you 100. percent I feel he's out of touch. Um, because even he hasn't even changed uh the flow. Um, raps the same in every song. Raps the same in every song. But even M on his bad day was still good enough to beat uh <laughs> Nick Cannon the Gigolo. Um, what other records did he ever put out? I just remember Gigolo because the video was fire. Uh, I think he and, did a record with like Christina Milian. Because she was fire. Yeah, she was on <laughs> fire back then. But uh, I'm man, about to Google this shit right now. What's his records? I don't know. I don't know any of his records. Like, And somebody said that he lyrically beat him. I said, what? You, I said, you can't lyrically beat anybody when you steal their whole flow and you make it. You took a historic flow and made it sound like trash. Yo, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. What's that? So they got a few. Let's see, get crunk shorty. Never heard of it. Never heard of. Never it. Never heard of it. Um, your pops don't like me. Feeling freaky. Listen to these songs. Never heard. Feeling freaky. Feeling freaky. Um, obviously gigolo. Gigolo. But this know. is the funniest one ever. So he had a song called "Me Sexy," and this shit was on a CD called "White People Party Music." <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest shit I've ever heard. White of. people party White music. White people party. Well, that's definitely how you bring in the bank. No wonder he got mass singer because white people as as quiet as it's kept, and as much as they try to uh, demify hip hop music, white folks is who keep it alive. Man, they go buy that shit. You ever been to a rap show? Yeah, yeah. They pack the house, man. I mean, I never I, seen nobody saying they was going to a Nick Cannon show. I don't think I don't, that's ever I, happened. Yeah, I don't ever. I don't ever remember hearing him going on tour other than wilding out. I'm and most shows I would say are good. Good. Uh, just like you said, there's probably more of the middle class there. Um, I will say that uh, you've been to a, seen a Griselda show. Now that shit right there, you sound like you leave without your wallet in that show. I know that um, the whole uh, Culture Academy community is gonna laugh at me, but I'm not really familiar with that with that artist. Griselda? Yeah. Well, you know who Benny the Butcher is? Absolutely. Conway the Machine. Yep. West Side Gun. Yep. That's Griselda. Oh really? Take it back then. <laughs> I take it all back. I know exactly who they are then. Uh, speak, so we were talking about Eminem. So let's transition into a topic that you wanted to have, and this is really because Eminem is a solidified legend in this without rap game. Without a doubt, without a doubt, he's a legend, regardless Nick- of race. Because people always try to say for a white boy, yes, him, yes, his skin pigment worked to his advantages in a lot of ways. But there was a time period there. I don't care where he was from. He was spitting shit that nobody could. No, 1,000%. So Eminem is a solidified legend. So let's talk about legends. So you wanted to have a conversation about legends. Yeah, because especially um, here recently uh, with a lot of comments that have been made um, by a lot of different uh, people, most in particularly um, WAC 100. For those of you who don't know, he's a uh, he's the manager of Chuck Taylor, who just dropped a pretty good project, uh, Born to Rap. And he was on a couple of podcasts talking about how Nipsey wasn't a legend and Nipsey wasn't this and Nipsey wasn't that. 
Um, some people, I, me personally being a Nipsey fan, I uh, I was a Nipsey fan from Jump. Um, he was saying he wasn't a legend, which was kind of uh, hurtful in a way, given the fact that they all from the same section of the state and they all come from the same type of lifestyle. Um, I just kind of wanted to just touch on what 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 do you think is the criteria um, to make somebody a legend in your opinion? What is a legend? Can you be Kenny? Because most legends aren't legends while they're alive. Eminem would be an exception. 50 would be an exception. Diddy is an exception. But most of our legends were slain individuals. Marley, Kurt Cobain, Pimp C, um, Big E, Pac. Speaking of Mike, son, this ain't our first rodeo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Big E, Pac, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. A lot, you're not, a lot of people aren't really demonized, are not really categorized as, as a legend until they meet their demise. It's very few people who are labeled as legends while they're still alive. Yeah, and that's a good point. And we talked about this a little bit off mic. So, personally, I think it's, well, there's two types of legends. So, let's kind of talk about well, it. Well, before we dive into it, let me give you the actual, you know, we are in the Culture Academy. So, I'm going to give you the Oxford Defini- Oxford Dictionary definition of a legend. Yeah, we oh, get smart on y'all. It is an extremely famous or notorious person, especially in a particular field. Then that would, by that definition, I would say anybody who's made it to hip hop is a legend. Just by the definition alone, because they're extremely famous. There's a lot of artists right now who are extremely famous. Because if ASAP was to die today, knock on wood, he's extremely famous. ASAP Rocky, I'm, ASAP Rocky, I'm talking about. Extremely famous, has an extreme following, but is his catalog the same as a Tupac, a Biggie, et cetera, yeah, et cetera? I think so that... What, so I think that maybe that term is being thrown around too loosely. It maybe? is. It is. I think that what makes somebody a legend, there's two things that make somebody a legend. Right, so you talked about the living legend part of it. Like you got people like Jay. Right. Puff. Uh, Puff, Eminem. Like those right. people are legends. Correct. Um, LL, shout out to LL. LL is a good example. He's a living legend. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two things. Number one is musically. Musically, Eminem, Jay-Z, Nas. Right. Um, Cameron, I'll call Absolutely. him there, DMX. These are people that are music legends. Correct. It's what you do outside of music. Okay. That can also make you a legend. That transcends. Diddy is not a living music legend. But he's built such an empire that he transcends. He music. transcends being, and right. that's how I feel about Nipsey. So you brought up to Wack uh, One Hundred, where he made comments. Uh, one of the reasons we're talking about this, he made comments about saying that Nick Nipsey was not a legend, right? And that he was basically only immortalized due to his death, more or less. Correct. Nipsey to me is a legend because of what he did outside of music. Correct. So even though his music was there, he made more of an impact outside of music. I agree. And I think that's where it comes into play for a few people. Because, like, for example, we talked about this off mic. Um, and I also I feel like it depends on what the gener- your generation feels about you. Yes, yes. I think that. that's another one. Because, like, for example, a lot of the old younger generation, they disrespect, you know, rappers like Tupac, Biggie on a consistent basis because they didn't understand it. But everybody in that generation knew that those were legends. I feel that same way about this generation. So, like, a great example is Triple X. Yes, he's he's hailed as a legend to a lot of his fans and a lot of people in this generation. Myself, I don't look at Triple X legend as a legend, but I'm not from that generation. Right. So he had that impact 
in this current generation. So I feel like he's also a legend depending on what your your generation defines you as. And I think that goes for both musically and um, out of music. So that's why I feel like Jay-Z, to me, is the best rapper alive and dead. I feel like Jay-Z is the best rapper ever because he hits both of those checks for me. He's a legend musically and he does things outside of rap that are so monumental. Like this guy is insane businessman Absolutely. that I feel like if I combine both of those, I would say that he's the best rapper ever in my opinion. Cause you, you spoke on cam. You, you mentioned Cameron earlier and I love uh, where you're taking the conversation. You spoke on Cameron earlier. Who's also part of a bigger group, part of a bigger faction. Who's definitely the, this group is legendary. Uh, the diplomats. Yeah, dipset. Uh, shout out to uh, Cam, uh, Capo, uh, Freaky, and of course, Joel's hold your head. You, you know, while he's doing his bit. But uh, Jim Jones actually uh, Grammy snub, by the way, because El Chapo <laughs> is still <laughs> that's, that's the best still. album of 2019 that I that maybe not the definitely top five album. Or how about uh, Body of Work? Definitely. He uh, kind of put his two cents in, and uh, I'm a, he said Pac died at 25, and it wasn't the old heads that made him a legend. It was the generation that was following him that made him a legend, and I definitely agree with that because um, when Pac died in 96, I was still a young pup, but I remember feeling the impact of that loss. Yep. Uh, then Biggie died the following year. I remember feeling the impact of that loss. So if we're going to go off of the whack 100 uh, logic and not to play on his name, uh, his logic was pretty whack. Um, he said that since Biggie only put out one album, he wasn't a legend. But that one album he put out was better than yeah. I would say almost 95 percent of the music that done came out since that album. Yeah. And then the second album that was released, um, he died the night of his album release party was another classic. So you drop two classics, monumental in hip hop. That makes you a legend because the kids of that time put big. If it wasn't for I'm I'm 30, and my sister is 37, so if it wasn't for my sister putting Biggie on a pedestal, I wouldn't have really been able to understand the cultural impact of that. So I believe exactly what he said. It's the generation of the time that makes you a legend. You yeah. mentioned uh, Triple X. He was a legend for that generation. So me and you, being the Stanleys, we can't come back and tell this generation. That he wasn't it. And this guy only dropped a handful of mixtapes. Yeah. But his cultural impact for this generation was enough for them to dub him. And the outcry and the and the heartfelt um, reaction to his death puts him as a legend. And by definition, yeah, he was a legend. And I feel like there's certain artists that transcend generations. Right. Like, for example... Um, Kendrick and Cole, when they decide to retire, mm -hmm. I feel like they transcend generations. I, I feel agree. like no matter what generation you're in, you're going to recognize them as being legends. And as much as we, uh, you know, we, we crack jokes and make fun of Aubrey Graham, if he was to kick the bucket today, Lord forbid, is he not a legend? Oh, definitely. Is he not a legend right he now? He has to be a legend. Even a living, he can even be a living legend. If Wayne? Wayne has to be a legend. Come on. So, so and, and, Wayne, and those people have impact, too. I think that's another thing we got to look at is the impact of it all. So Triple X, although I may not consider him a legend, I know that there's a lot of rappers that ha that, that rap did. in a style that he does. Yep. So I think that Impact also uh, definitely makes people go in that legendary status. Now, I do think that uh, it's thrown around loosely as well. Like the legend term is thrown around loosely. Uh, God bless that Mac Miller. Was he a legend? No. 
what makes what makes why would you say no to that but then yes to nip well i feel like nip had more outside of music and i know mac miller has done stuff outside of music but i feel like nip the what he's done outside of music and his and what he was buying the property was. what his message was i feel like that he because people forget man when nipsey dropped the mixtape and he was charging people yeah like they was a hundred dollars a tape exactly and he got that money back yeah. <laughs> jay-z jay-z definitely respected it man he went and bought 10 copies 100 copies excuse me yeah so i think that it definitely gets thrown around um, a lot. I don't think that anyone ever rapper dies or a legend. Like God, I'm not trying to shit on the dead. I just feel, you know, for example, a great example would be we talked about earlier, Juice World. Now he obviously had an imprint on the game. I don't feel he's a legend. I would agree with that. But I, then we might get um, some backlash from this generation who who might have rocked with him heavy. Yeah, but rock with somebody heavy doesn't see. Like for example, like I, if I Meek rock was with, to go, would he be considered a legend? Do you think? I don't think Meek has you enough see? classic albums to get there. I don't think because because we take albums. it back to the music and did you really transcend the music? Now Meek seems like he's transcending the music because now because he's doing a lot of civil rights stuff. Right. Yeah, his activism his work. So and I know that's something. So if he continues in that direction, then I feel like he'll reach that legendary status just because of what he did. Um, musically, I just don't. I I don't see that he has the catalog for it, and I think that's another thing too. Is like the catalog is huge. Like people make fun of like LL. Because he's the funny thing to make fun of now, but it's like LL's catalog, the catalog is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So there's a few rappers, like for example, one of my favorite you rappers. You gotta be able to stand um, the test of time. Who is it? You gotta be able to stand the test of time. LL did it in multiple generations. Yeah, multiple decades. People you act know? like when Hesperon <laughs> was coming out that you weren't bopping your head to that doing shit. Doing it and doing it and doing it, right? Yeah. So I feel like there's definitely more yeah, that goes along up with, with it. The Deep Blue Sea record, though. I wasn't really familiar <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, he's a shark in this game. Um, <laughs> I do feel like it definitely has an impact for it, but I also feel like people disrespect certain people that should be legends. Like we talked about Cameron. Absolutely. Um, Cameron for should what be he a did legend. For, just for fashion. What diplomats did for, for fashion. fashion. And not even just fashion, but it's also <laughs> Dipset owned an era of right. where everybody was rapping like them. Absolutely. Like Lil Wayne stole a lot of what he did from Dipset. He did. So, and he also stole a lot of what he did from um, Gilly. Yep. Shout out to Gilly the Kid. He stole a lot of that shit. None of that stuff was. And then he went and took. The whole co- who came up with the concept really first of not writing anything down, that was Jay Z. Yep. But the next thing you know, Wayne took that whole concept and just took it to the extreme. Yep. Now I do feel like you can have local legends too. Tom G. Tom G. Right here in Tampa. Is one I was Absolutely. just going to Tampa Tony. To. Right. Tom G. Right here. Um, is the uh, one that comes to mind, and Tom G. is one that does a lot outside of just music like every Absolutely. single time i see him doing something giving out book bags or something to the community he always helped the community he was one of the he was one of the he was one of the few artists around the country who did a personal uh nipsey tribute i was there that night um shout out to my guy um iceberg in miami he's also another even though we're here in tampa but we know we all uh connect here in florida he's another legend man he's yeah. been doing it for a long long time um as well so i'm definitely glad that you bring that up there's definitely um all types of local legends that um that probably don't get the uh the respect that they deserve um not to bite or anything but i definitely uh appreciate nori when he says you know you want to give people their roses while they can still smell them yep and they flowers when they can still inhale them yep because i think that certain rappers they get disrespected like dmx gets disrespected disrespected all day long all day long because of his whole drug uses but it's like dmx is a legend legend cam did so much for the game he's a legend. legend um if you look at musically, mm-hmm. quiet is kept. 
Speak on it. Jim Jones. Jones put together a very nice catalog, man. And that's what I was saying uh, about the Grammy snub. So I don't know what the Grammys is doing. Get your act together. Yeah, because um, Jones, he he put out like, what, four or five albums and they all hit. He has a few classics in there. He's the only, he, he's somebody, he's the definition of hip hop, man. Because when he first came into the game, he was definitely, his, his whole style and flow and bars were definitely questionable. But he worked at his craft to where now you see where he is now. He can definitely give you a solid project, man. Yeah, and from what I understand, if I recall, I think that Dipset taught him how to rap. Yeah, Cam taught him how to rap. Yeah, they taught him how to rap, and look at where he's at now. So I think that it's it's going to be loose for everybody. I do feel like they throw legends around. I feel like they throw the word classic around. I think that word is being abused. Yeah. Because a classic to me means that I can put on record number one and go to the last record on the album, and I don't have to skip any records. You definitely need to have a better percentage of good records than whack records. But also, what I feel with the classic is you can't have a classic with seven to, songs. Yeah, and it has to test the stand. It has to stand test the, time. Stand it has to stand the test of time. I don't feel like you know somebody drops a record on. Oh man, it's a classic. But it, you know, another example. I'm not going to throw Eminem in there. But when Eminem dropped Kamikaze, oh man, it's a classic. Marshall Mathers is back, and it's like I don't listen to the album ever. I'll it, go back and listen to Slim Shady LP. I'll go back though. and listen to the Marshall, Marshall Mathers, Mathers LP. LP Right. I'm not going back and listening to. Um, yeah, I agree with you 100. percent Y'all got to. St- we got to. We got to start holding our music artists to a higher standard because a lot of these things that are coming out, people are dubbing as classics, and they're not even close. You, you don't even. And with the way that music comes out now, you live with an album for a day and for it's a gone. day and it's gone. So that's how. Like even with Cole, that Kod was a classic album. And he's had other classics too as well. Um, Forest Hill Drive was a classic. Um, we already know. I don't have to name all of them. You already know Get Rich or Die Trying, classic. Marshall Mathers LP, classic. Some Shady LP, classic. I don't know why. I still to this day don't know why Jay-Z didn't walk away from the game after the Black album. Because that was a classic. But I do, I do like where you're going with that. They throw that term around too loosely now. To where now when you hear it, it's just in one ear and out the other. So if I were to hear an album was a classic... I'm not really going to go run out and listen to it because somebody else is dropping a classic tomorrow. And here's a great example that you brought up, JC. I don't think 444 was a classic. I think 444 was ahead of his time, and he was also... And I think the reason why the album didn't hit as hard as maybe it would have in years past is because Jay-Z was pretty much just sunning everybody on the album. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He was just sunning all of us. 1,000%. And people don't want to get sunned. But it was a good record, but it wasn't a classic, especially compared when you look at the... He's probably... And when you say he's the... The best to ever do it, uh, dead or alive. I can't even argue with that, man, because he's done dropped some serious classic material. Well, see, that's my point, and that's the unfortunate thing about reasonable doubt. Dead, you know, one. rappers passing away is because I feel like this is just my hot take. This is my stupid oh, opinion shit, of the day. I feel like if Tupac and Biggie were still alive, I feel like Tupac. Oh, be careful was, now! You know you're gonna ruffle a lot of feathers. Uh, with yeah, this one. yeah, feathers are gonna be ruffled. Baby birds falling out of trees with this one. I feel like. <laughs> Tupac would still be relevant because of his type of music. I bosses. feel like Biggie would have fell off at some point. Explain that a little bit. I feel like Tupac has more. Con- I feel like Tupac is, has more content than Biggie does. Well, we oh, when you say content, like you mean more a wider range of what he can a talk wider about? range of content because I feel like Biggie a lot of his records that he Biggie, has he was a storyteller so a lot of his records that he has was more story based like kicking the door waving the four four all but that bar shit. for bar Biggie was. 
he was leaps yeah, he was and good. bounds ahead of Tupac. He was. He was leaps and bounds ahead of Tupac, but there's also a lot of rappers who bar for bar aren't relevant today. And they can still Ooh. rap. That's a, you know what, man? I can't even argue. Ooh, man. So was, I feel that like that was definitely a hot take right there. I, I like feel that. like content wise, man, so I feel Pac like Pac would still be a pop. So then where would you think that? So imagine so where this. would Biggie's place be in today's game? I'll talk about it in a moment. Imagine this. Now in 2819, right? right? Imagine if Tupac was still... Here's even better. Imagine if Tupac was still alive through the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. They'll be the same age as Puff. So they'll still be relevant. Okay, right. Okay, you Colin imagine Kaepernick. the music that Pac would be coming out with? Trayvon, with this whole... Yeah, with Trayvon Martin and all Yeah, Trayvon Martin, Martin and all yeah. of these things, the activism stuff. I feel like... Biggie couldn't touch those records. I just feel like Biggie, he would be great, but I feel like he'd be great, a great underground rapper. I feel like at some point his fame would just dwindle because of how good... But Bar for Bar, is Biggie not better than 90% of these guys today? He is, but also Black Thought is better than 90% of the rappers and he's not but that he big. he didn't have the... And that's true. That's a very good point. Uh, shout out to Black Thought. But Black Thought couldn't make records how Biggie made records, though. No, he couldn't. But I don't, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't see Biggie fitting in with today's world. The music is today. I don't feel anybody would vibe with him. I don't feel like he could transcend that point. Like, I feel like, because even rappers right now, like J. Cole, Kendrick, like they have a certain way they can actually, like J. Cole's songs, for the most part, he can fit in today's world. Kendrick's right. a great example. And they're also chameleons. They're very versatile. Right. Very versatile. I don't feel like Biggie, there's not not anything that he showed me that he can stay relevant. Because one of his biggest things that he used to do was hop on an R&B record and spit a dope verse. How many people, how many records do you hear now where it's R&B and rap? No. Most people are singing. Right. So I just feel like at some point, I feel like he'd still be a very good rapper. I don't think he'd be on top. I feel like Tupac would still be relevant today yeah, with all Tupac that Tupac was on. just able to do whatever you he he was the definition of a human being, bro. This dude would do a record like uh Dear Mama then come out with Hit Him Up and then come out with Um Brenda's got a baby. So yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I think Tupac probably would have been able definitely would have been able to uh stand the test of time through multiple generations, much like a Jay Z, uh much like a Nas. So I'm not, I'm not going to give you too much beef on that one, me personally, but you definitely know you're going to hear about that. Though, oh, 1,000%. Uh, I mean, a good example of that, that would Biggie be... wouldn't be able to make it in today's game. A good example of that would be a rapper who actually is a chameleon, Busta Rhymes. Where is he? Good point. Uh, damn it, man. You know what? That's a fantastic <laughs> point, man. I can't even be mad at that. Now, of course, shout Busta Rhymes was hop the on the record. Mode, man. Yeah, but yeah. that's a very good point because Busta was very versatile. He did a lot of Super versatile. Things, but where is he at now? And he'll do something like, he remember that one record it. he had he when he was rapping fast in like 2000, what, 12, 13? He might get a feature. Yeah, he'll get a feature in, but, but actually an album, I album. Think, I don't think nobody's looking for a Busta and that's album what you, right okay, now. I see, okay, yeah, now yeah. that you threw out that Busta reference, it kind of makes more sense with what you were saying with Biggie Smalls. And, but then okay, again, I enough. don't know if rap would... that. It's kind of unfair to say that, to be honest. I mean, I'm going to take the heat for it, but I don't know where rap would be if they were still alive. Um, so rap, the whole trajectory of rap might change because, you know, for the most part, you have people who want to emulate rappers. So back in ni- late 90s, there was a lot of gangster rap and a bunch of people doing a lot of gangster rap. And right. then, you know, Nelly popped on the scene with his shit and a bunch of people started since doing... since it was different, it took off. People, yeah. people got to put some respect on Nelly. Nelly's man, a legend. Man. I'd have zero problem saying that, man. Country Nelly's Grammar is a classic. It, definitely. And you know? he got a couple records outside of that, even with the crazy St. Lunatics. So I have an issue with that. Shout that's a very good name drop was Nelly, because people don't put Nelly was Drake before Drake. respect. He was Drake before Drake. I'll buy that all day long. 
Definitely. Man. Oh, look at you dropping gems today. Yeah, that's that content, man. You know what I mean? The Academy's open. We spend that, we spend those facts. Um, now we were talking about earlier about Eminem, and obviously Eminem transcends time just because he always has a fan base. Definitely. Um now Eminem, now I wanted to bring this up. So what you, we talked a little bit earlier, Tory Lanez came out and was threatening to spill the beans What's on Interscope. On Interscope. He says that did he clarify what these beans were. He had no. He did not clarify if these were frijoles, red beans, <laughs> pinto. He did bush not, beans. He did not clear bushes beans. Yo, first of all, anybody show up with bushes beans? You get kicked out the party. Out, yo, you trash. Don't come to my house with no bushes yeah, baked man, beans. You know, like I said, I'll kick that know, fucking Labrador. I, I'm Spanish by marriage, so my <laughs> any beans that I eat, they definitely were soaked overnight. Okay. Yeah, you don't want the rice with the bushes baked beans. You can't <laughs> have that with the talking <laughs> dog. In any 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 beans that your spokesman is a dog, yo, you can't, I'm not having. That. I'll beat the shit out of that I, dog. Yeah, yeah, I can't have that. And it's a golden retriever. That yeah, I can't have that. I'm not letting a golden retriever make my make fucking my beans. damn beans. Yeah, oh, damn it. Um. So the only thing Tory Lanez gave us is Interscope Records. If y'all don't stop playing with me, I'm exposed to what's really going on in that fucking building. Drake liked it, so everybody was making a big deal about it. And the only thing he says is somebody was saying, like, you know, I ain't trying to see you get killed. He's like, well, I don't care. My integrity, respect, and path of light that I can show the generation after me is more important than this life that people so scared to Yeah, lose. you say that until you get killed. You so, see what yeah, I'm everybody saying? Everybody says that until they die. Yeah, but, I, but what I'm sick and tired of is people coming out hollering and screaming at the label. Without telling you what's without going on. Without telling us, man. If you have a whole list of things that's going on, just give us just give us a little look behind the curtain so we can say, okay. And that way the label can also say, oh shit, he has something on us. Because they want to keep that job. That's all it is. Because like when we talked earlier about Joe Budden, Joe Budden came out a whole Def Jam diss track just spilling the beans, and they're like, "Up, oh, guess who got released?" <laughs> so yeah, if, if that's if that's your goal to get released, but these but but then again, in this day and age, man, I really can't say that I feel bad for Tory Lanes because you signed on the dotted line, and evidently you did enough to get enough of a buzz to where you didn't have to use the machine. Bro, you're named after a porn star. You're used to getting fucked. Get deal with it. Damn, and damn. <laughs> too much, too much. No, I like it, man. You guys gotta get, you guys gotta get a little bit more creative with these <laughs> names, man. Yo, you um, can't be naming yourself after a porn star. But, but I'm just tired of, I'm just tired of these rappers. It was all good just a week ago. That's big facts. So now all of a sudden, because it ain't going your way, now you. And I want to know what it is because he just dropped Chick's tape. Uh, the what Chick's tape five is it? I don't remember which one it was, but it was a little. Shout out to his barber too, man, because that hairline definitely Yo, came back. He got the LeBron here, a barber. Yo, LeBron, just let it go, man. Go ahead, go baldy, man. Yo, man, LeBron's out here with the. He just grabbed whatever soils outside, <laughs> just picks it to his head. LeBron is fucking crazy out here. He just got soil on his headband, and Tory oh, Lanez is the same exact thing. Damn bro. it, man! But remember LeBron with the double headband with the heat, like bro, just let it go, bro. <laughs> you remember when LeBron went bald that one time with the heat, actually? I do. Yo. And like the two weeks later, he had a full, he had waves in the head. Yeah, he's like, nah, I can't do this shit. I need my hair. Yeah, I can't do the Jordan shit, right? That's but so funny. But I think, I, I, I do agree with you. I hate when people allude to shit. And it's not even just that. It's not even just to the record labels. It's also the other things. People be like, yo, man, you keep saying, they'll threaten other rappers. Like, you, I got this record for you. You can't wait drop to hear the, drop Then drop shit, the fucking man. record. You got a tape. You got a secret recording. Drop that shit. Let, let the people hear what you got. What's, yeah, up, what's up with all these wolf tickets? Y'all selling wolf tickets over here. Man, I want to know what's going on with Tory Lanez with that whole situation, but he's not going to expose it, man. He just does this shit. He'll be fine. You know, you knew what it was when you got there. I don't see anything happening. The word, uh, 
uh, public service announcements are all up and coming artists, man. You don't need the machine. And once you sign with the machine and they fuck you, you don't need the machine. I don't want to hear that shit. In 2020, man, don't use the machine. That's why I think that, um, who's that boy that's saying Old Town Road? Lil Lil Nas Nas X. X. I think think that that kid made a stupid move by signing. Because your record took off without you having a label behind you. And then you signed to I want to see what that contract looked like. Yeah. Because if your contract is is backwards, you're screwed. Just ask Taylor Swift. <laughs> she can't make any she music. She can't make any music. And I like that the label, I'm actually going to be honest, outside with the label here, I like that the label strong arm and Taylor Swift. You have to, man, because you signed on the dotted line. Respect the contract. Yeah, they, they, they said, oh, we're not preventing her from doing anything. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink, right. Elbow, elbow, as you're not releasing any music and you continue to collect on the royalties. Yep. So... That's all we got for Mr. Tory Lanez, man. What else we got to talk about? Um, only other thing I really got, we covered it all. Um, my only pressing question is: it's been the hottest topic over the past couple of days. Everybody's speculating. The banana on the wall. <laughs> is Mr. <laughs> Bully gonna get out this coming Wednesday, man? You think Takashi hits these streets? Or you think he gets more time? Or you think they're going to assign him time? Because it looks like the uh, uh, the feds are saying he shouldn't get no more time. Time served. Looks like the prosecuting, uh, the defense is asking that he gets time served. Does Chikashi come home Wednesday? And if he does, if and when he comes home, is he coming home to a music career given the climate of today's uh, generation? I don't think he's coming home soon. Like that soon. I think he may come home in like a year or two years. I don't think he's coming home next week. When he comes home in a year two years, does he have a fan base? Yes. Is it is it here or do you think it's abroad? Both. Both? I feel like these kids don't care, man. So you think he's the modern day Alpo? Because when Alpo got out of jail, he snitched on the whole neighborhood, but they threw him a party when he came home. <laughs> Dude, I honestly, I don't think these kids care, bro. Like, I think that back then, the Stop Snitching campaign, I think that shit is over. I think these Which, kids shout out to Cameron who led that as well. Yeah, I just I just don't <laughs> think these kids care. They were making excuses for him, like, "Yo, man, he's trying to kill, kill his family." They were smashing his, baby, smash his baby mom. It's like, bro, you know what it was when you got into this against the life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what this shit was, but these kids don't see it that way. So I I'll tell you, I think two things are gonna happen, as bad as they sound. One, I, I think that he will have a career. It won't be as big, but he'll still have a good following. He'll still be able to eat. He'll still be able to eat off of it. Two, I feel like at some point he's gonna get hurt. Somebody's gonna. Somebody got to touch you, man. It's a lot of people went to jail. There's a lot of people for a long. Time. People will just, especially for Treyway, they'll just catch a body just to say, you know what, I did it just to be get that I, ring. I was the one fame. who got him. Yeah, I was the one who got him. So yeah, I think I, I agree. Now, as sad as it sounds, I think that Sakashi. Um, he said that he gonna get out. He has a deal already on the table. He gonna sign it, and he said he'll just. He don't want to be in protective custody. And he's just hire a bunch of security. Yeah, it's not gonna. That happen. doesn't sound like a good. That doesn't sound like a formula for Terrible success. Right. You better get that damn protective custody. That doesn't sound like a formula for success. Yo, does those shit come with benefits? What? Like if you get protective custody, right? So you it would ha- you would think so, right? You can go see the doctor. You know, get your go get some. Well, he already has the perfect veneers, but I just don't understand. How, he couldn't go into witness protection unless y'all was gonna spend. Hundreds of thousands of dollars on to removing remove all tats. those tattoos. Yeah, to remove the tats. And, and he got ones on his face, and that would be extremely painful. I'm, I got tattoos, man. That'll be. They were extremely painful to get put on. 
I can only imagine how painful it will be to get them taken off. Man, first of all, let me tell you, any rapper who has a lot of tattoos on his face, you just gave up. You better hope this rap shit worked. It's either you rap oh, or yeah, you sell dope. You, you don't try to get no fucking corporate job. That's not going to happen, It's man. not going to happen. Man, 100. guys, I was just taking my daughters out to uh, to get some ice cream today, and I saw a young lady who might have been 22 years old, and she had two tattoos under each of her, of her like, where you would get bags under your eyes. Two you tattoos. Ju- you just threw in the towel. Uh, yeah, you're, on the stripper, the you're doing the naked hustle for life. Yeah, you're gonna be sitting there at Popeyes making chicken sandwiches all your life. Like, you yo, definitely. You ain't and gonna for, get and for, anything. And for what my boy just said the chicken sandwiches ain't even that popping. Ain't even that popping. So, them chicken sandwiches are trash, in my opinion. So he's basically saying shout out to uh, Chick Fil A, and he's the only person. I guess this must be a Spanish thing. Who fucks with Church's chicken? I never oh, met anybody in my life. I never met anybody in my you. life who fucks with Church's chicken. Growing up, man, Detroit Church's Chicken, first oh, of all. Oh, maybe it's different in Detroit, because down here it's trash. First of all, that shit ain't trash down here. I'll eat a whole thing of Church's. I know they bleach it. The bleach is what makes it taste good. They got the jalapeno poppers up in there. I love Church's Chicken. Um, And I feel like some people need to put some respect on KFC's name. People always dog KFC, but they size is really good. Take it from the fat boy. But we're kind of getting sidetracked here. Um, I did want to bring up this random-ass news story to you. I wanted to get your thoughts on this one. Let's hear it. So here's the headline. A subway employee robbed the place to teach a fellow worker a lesson. He robs the place to teach a fellow employee a lesson. Now, this was in New Mexico. He robbed the place to teach another employee a lesson. So Lorena uh, Marin, 22, and her alleged accomplice, Angelo, names don't fucking matter, were arrested because they robbed a New Mexico place saying that they did it to teach them a lesson about robbery in the store. Like basically what they said was teach one of the lessons, a lessons about what could happen at late night in that part of town. So they <laughs> robbed the fucking subway to say, yo, this part of town is dangerous. Be careful. So we going to rob you. Yo, bro, I swear this generation is. Yo. They done lost all their marbles, bro. That story sounds just as ridiculous as the dude who robbed the bank that he worked at and then went and posted the bands online. Oh, my God. Yo, you think it's the drugs that's doing this? It's, it's the drugs, <laughs> man. It's the damn drugs. First of all, you ain't going to just rob me. And the clout chasing of the culture. Like, how do you rob somebody? Are you going to rob me? I know your voice. It's like, the fuck you doing? You working at night morning shift. Go home. I'm you need, fucking weak, need to go ahead I don't and make these know. fucking sandwiches. These kids, man, they they have all, they have all the, like, they're super smart, but yet super dumb. Like, it doesn't even make any sense with some of these kids, man. First of all, who decides to rob a subway? Why would you rob the bank that you work at? <laughs> and then post the pictures of the bands that you stole. Yo, that shit reminds me of a story. There was a guy who robbed the bank to pay for his wedding on the wedding day. What? <laughs> he robbed the bank to pay for his wedding on the wedding day, and he told his wife that she robbed the bank, and she was not right or die. She made him give himself up to the police. He yeah, made out, had the, the money. She definitely was not the one. She wasn't the one. She wasn't the, she wasn't the Bonnie to his Clyde at she all. She was Takashi to his Bonnie or whatever. Yo, this bitch is talking about now that she's she's like, oh, I was getting raped every day. I'm like, come on, every day? Come on, Oh, you're bro. talking about his girlfriend? Yeah. They need to stop interviewing this yes. dumbass. 
they stop giving people they're giving her the platform she what she and said she, recently she also talked about like yo if he comes out he's not gonna change that's the type of person he is why are you interviewing exes you can interview my exes she's gonna say some shit that ain't true exactly that's why they're interviewing like, them why don't you interview the current girl oh i forgot because the current girl was this it's the same girl who was fucking offset i'm telling you man this this rap game is just it's it's too, you think it's as fans and as people who follow this shit, you think that it's a way bigger community, but the community small. is so small, man. You run into the same people everywhere you go. And you have the same woman out there who are trying to trip these rappers up all the time. So they all just fucking the yeah. same broads. It's I don't get it. I don't get how this rap game works. But yeah, we're gonna run into some of you clowns soon, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take, just so y'all know, let me put this out in the airways. You guys ever try to touch me, just know I'm straight Takashi up in that motherfucker. <laughs> I don't co-sign that at all. They ain't even gonna have me in cuss by the time I start telling. I'll be like, he did it. He robbed the subway. You know, I'm gonna be that guy. I don't give two fucks. But um, yeah, man, I guess the last thing I want to talk about is just a European. Kodak Black says that the feds are out to get him. Kodak the Black prisons. is an idiot. <laughs> That's a simplest story. Simple as that, man. He's an idiot. You had the whole every time this guy has a number one record, he, he gets arrested. Has, come on, man. But according to what he said was they had a prison fight and he was injured in the prison fight. And he said that he was denied so medical attention. So in other words, attention. you lost. Yeah, he basically. Right. He said he was denied medical attention and they were trying to let him basically just be hurt. The the prison guards were. You want to be in general pop, so we're going to treat you like Jen Pop. What you talking about? I don't get what you expect them to treat you great. That's like, what I'm, you're in jail, <laughs> dude. Okay. You were deemed a nuisance to society. That's dumber than ASAP Rocky designing uh, fucking jail outfits for Sweden prisoners. That's dumber than ASAP Rocky going, going back, back to, Sweden. to Sweden. Okay. I'm glad you feel me on that. <laughs> Yo, you're not about to lock me up, risk my life. I got to go back and do a charity. What is like a charity concert? Get the no. fuck out of here, man. No, that shit's not happening. ASAP, you tripping, brother. Man, ASAP, ASAP needs to get, get the fuck out of there, ASAP. We got and then that. Trump thought he had a bar with that one, like get get better ASAP, ASAP. I'm like, yo, this guy Trump, man. Yo, man, shout out to shout out to uh, I call him Colt 45, man, because <laughs> he's orange just like the Colt 45. Mister Tupeyosaurus Rex himself. You know it. All right, man. So what else we got to talk? We good? I'm good, man. It feels good to be back, man. Uh, you know the Academy will be back better than ever. Just feels good to be back, man. You got anything else you want to add to the class before we dismiss? I got absolutely nothing. The only thing I'm going to tell you all is, uh, you know, definitely follow the new YouTube page um, at Stupinions, S-T-U-P-I-N-I-O-N-N-Z uh, for Stupid Opinions for myself. We'll get Bri on there. We'll post some Academy clips on there, but I'm hoping to actually do an Academy page and get this video popping. We got um, So we'll definitely do that, but we'll I'll post some of the videos. But definitely follow that. Um Follow you. Yeah, follow me, man. You already know what it is, man. Yeah. Sky High Reed ain't changed. Culture Academy Dean. All right, man. Well, that's it, man. Ready to get up out of here. Last words. And with that being said, man, class dismissed. Don't rob any banks that you own at. That's the pro tip of the day. Please don't do that, man. And not Subway. At least rob a Jimmy John's. Peace. At least a Jimmy John's. <laughs>